Up that 40 and kick back with your host, Dan, Nick, Ken, Rob, Matt, and Andrew. What's that? We're not live on Facebook, apparently. We are live on Facebook, yes. Oh, like we are or somebody? We are. Got a lot of shit going on on here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 104 of the Better on Draft podcast. My name is Ken. A little light here today. Not not too many people, but uh, the show must go on. Rob is celebrating his anniversary. Nick is out in New Orleans, ready for the uh, the Bree or the Breeze versus uh, Stafford. Did he get a child seat? Optimus Nine. Did he get a child seat? Did he get a child seat? I, I see what you did there. Took me a second to figure that out. Um, he would say, "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> so I'll He's do prob- that for him. He's probably doing that via the air right now. Like the uh, lady next to him on his on his bunk seat is just flipping him off. Oh wait! Hey, 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 that's some feedback. Got, that's some feedback. That's that's, that's that was all you, wasn't that it? That was all on me. My bad. Yeah. Okay. Okay. As long as yeah. I know that was all He's on you. He's flipping off me right now in his airline seat. His little booster, and the lady next to him is wondering why this little midget's enraged. <laughs> you mean his girlfriend? No, no the, the other, other side. Yeah, because you know he's in the middle because he's a little fella. <laughs> oh man! So uh, we are uh, live, episode one hundred and four. Angela, how you doing? I'm really good. What are you not drinking over there? I'm drinking water tonight. I'm on a no carb diet. No carb diet. AKA hell. We got jerky. You should have some jerky tonight. That's not no carb, no meat. No carb, no more. So what are you allowed to eat? Cheese. Um, I've been drinking green smoothies and eating spinach and sweet potatoes. I can't say I love green smoothies. I like them too. It's actually the best part of the day, considering I'm not really eating anything else. Yeah, I mean, like (laughs) there's no other parts of the day. So (laughs) put a little uh, flaxseed oil or flax seeds in them. No flaxseed. I have a, I have like a grocery list of stuff in it if you really want to know. <laughs> we can talk about it on the break. So you're like the third person who's done some sort of uh, smoothie thing on the show. Like you did a detox and then Rob did one. I did. Well, I Rob did, did one first. Rob did one. I did it. I did a 10-day once and then like I do it a lot more when I'm home. Like if I'm home the whole day like today, I didn't have anything to eat. Like I was eating or drinking juices and I had a protein shake in the morning. So when I can control my diet, it's a lot easier. But when I'm out on the road and shit, like that's that's always the hardest. Like I've been uh, at a very upscale restaurant over in Gross Point recently. Which Ooh. one? Uh don't want to mention names. Um, was it good? Uh, the food was delicious. Um, what kind of cuisine? And, and what wasn't good about your night? Uh, well, it was probably terrible for me with all the butter and everything uh, else with that. Is it an Italian restaurant? Uh, it was not an Italian restaurant. Butter there. sounds so good right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just eat like a whole thing of butter. I've been craving chicken in Chinese. That's, that's what happens. Chicken in China. <laughs> the Chinese chicken. I was going to say a little almond boneless chicken over there. It's like I, both I would, chicken and Chinese. I would take that, Chinese yeah. chicken. She's going to cave tonight. I can already feel it. <laughs> the Taco Bell right across the street. Oh. The KFC right down the road. I haven't had Taco Bell in a few weeks. What? I think I, so mine is actually like a it's – a, it's like a month-long thing. It's not like a cleanse. It's a specific diet that I'm following along with working out. And my poor roommates can attest for how crabby I've been because <laughs> I'm not drinking and I'm not eating pizza. 
It's is, is that is that what's happiness for Angela is yeah. drinking and pizza? I it think sure that's happiness is. like defined. It's pretty much. Like Webster Mary or Miriam Webster just put it. Pizza. Beer. <laughs> pizza, beer. Matt, what are you drinking over there? Um I'm starting with my Modelo Especial Tallboy. And cutting it with some Diet Verners. Gotta cut it with some Diet Verners. It's just a little too strong for me. <laughs> right straight from the bottle. So gotta get that like four point one down to a reasonable, you know, two point nine. Three two. Yeah, let's let's be like, you know I, I don't want to be at the limit. You know, I wanna be under the limit. Exactly. Because you're, if you're over the limit, you're under arrest. Yeah, I want to be above control. There you go. So I'm drinking a Bell's, Bell's Best Brown. Um, Brad grabbed my first six-pack of the season. Very happy. I saw that. Already on uh, number two. Probably going to be on number three, four, five, six very soon. <laughs> but they're so far away. They are. They are. I might have you two start talking and go get my <laughs> own beer. I think you just need to bring an ice cube and just put them on in the corner. That might be a uh, a good idea. When we had our very first show... So we didn't know what we were walking into. I actually brought a cooler of beer, and obviously I overpacked because that's what I do. Is I'm, I'm like the the Italian mother. Like I just more food, more food. But for me, it was more beer, more beer, more beer. That's yeah, like when I showed up for my first podcast, and I had two growlers the same day that Founders and Perrin were here, and they brought a lot of beer. There was a lot of beer that episode with uh, Mike and Kevin. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a very very good episode. But, yeah, we have a, a lot of news to get through today. Very uh, interesting. But they announced really early the Michigan Brewers Guild, uh, the Fall Beer Fest list. Did you guys check it out yet or no? No, I didn't. Would you like to uh, share some highlights? Uh, some highlights of the list. So I, it was so funny because I was, I was curious if it was real. Like, I thought maybe they accidentally re-released the 2016 list. Uh, but, no, it is the real list. We actually have uh, the 20 beers that we want to try on our website, betterondraft.com. Uh, big shout-outs to a lot of people, but one of the big things that's going to be going on for this beer festival is the Detroit Beer Experiment. Excuse me? Beer Experiment? Beer Experiment. Two words, not one. They didn't try to be a little funny or anything like that. So the Detroit Beer Experiment, what they did was is that they com- like collaborated breweries with either, either upcoming breweries or... Um, I guess there was one distillery, which is Detroit City Distillery. So Rosedale Beer and Bistro, which is Justin Riopel. We had him on from uh, Detroit Beer Co. That's his side project. Uh, they worked with Motor City Brew Works. Traffic Jam and Snug did something with Eastern Market. Uh, Brew Detroit did something with Brewery Faison. Atwater did something with DCD, the Detroit City Distillery. Batch Brewing did something with Black Bottom Brewing. And Detroit Beer Co. did something with Bent Rim Brewhouse. So all six of these beers are going to be available at the beer festival. So you're going to be able to try a bunch of upcoming Michigan or Detroit-specific brewery beers at the beer festival without having to wait for them to open. So when you say paired them up, do you mean you they put the new guy's liquid in the old guy's booth? So, yes. So, like, Detroit Beer Co. Uh, is going to have a Bent Rim Brewhouse beer, to my knowledge. So like that, that kind of thing. So like one of the handles is going to be a beer that was probably brewed at DBC by the people of Bent Rim Brewhouse. Can I uh, get on my uh, high horse for a second? Go for it. Are is Bent Rim a member of the Brewers Guild already, or do they not have to wait for a certain period of time? So because their beer is under the guise of Detroit Beer Co., uh, they don't have their own tent or anything like that. They are under Detroit Beer Co.'s tent. So do you see where I'm going with this? With, no, but um, continue. So why couldn't like Balakes just have one keg at five different booths? 
Um, or Vandermills or any of these other cideries that they're saying. I think Get that, my, well, they're, they're taking our taps. I think that takes away from what the whole Detroit beer experiment is meant to do. But isn't it, I guess, I don't know. I, I just see it. Is, those aren't members of the Brewers Guild. Correct, because they're all brand new breweries and then obviously Detroit City Distillery. So, I mean, distillery is not even a brewery. That is correct. It's a distillery. So It's in the name. I, I guess my thought is there was so much fuss about, what, four episodes ago about why certain cideries aren't invited to these events, and it's because they don't brew beer, they brew cider. Well, these aren't, these aren't members under the Brewers Guild either, but they're invited in under the guise that they just have to pair with somebody. So couldn't there be like a fermentation project next time? I, I mean, you could potentially call it out. Maybe you can start it, have a, a you know, like Vandermill and uh, I'm trying to think of what uh, Greenbush, Vander, Vanderbush. They already have a beer. Well, my, beer idea, was, my idea was always just uh, Blake should find like two people, two tents that are just plugged next to each other. And each give them a keg and then just kind of have a space in between two tents where they're just pouring their own ciders. I, I think you're – well, again, I'm with you in regards to the amount. Like I, I think Blake should be able to join if they can produce beer. And I think – I liked the idea of the one-and-one. Um, you know, if you want to bring one non-beer, you have to bring one beer to match with it. Because the big issue that Brighamman was talking about during that episode was that people were just not bringing beer at all. They were just bringing all cider, all mead, uh, no beer. And a lot of people were upset because it's like, you know, hey, we're the Brewers Guild. We're not just, you know, the Mead Guild or the... Yeah, but I'm saying they're not allowed to be members because they're not brewers. So they're not allowed to go to the... To the festival, whereas they're also bringing other non-brewers to the festival. Yeah, but these these guys are going to be brewers. They're going to be part of the Brewers Guild. Like that's the whole thing is that they're going to be part of the system soon enough. Okay, okay. I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna submit. You're just gonna submit. Not. Uh, I just wanted I, to play devil's Yeah, I, I appreciate that, and I understand where you're coming from because technically, what if they decide they are not going to be members? Then they just got all this free publicity, and that's. You know, that's what he's trying to say, like, is not cool, I guess. I don't know. Uh, again, not everyone I, has to be a part of the uh, the guild, so, I mean. Well, I mean, we've had non-guild members in the studio before for breweries well, that were non-guild members. Which is fine, but, I mean, they don't, they're not allowed to participate in the Michigan festivals. Is that's true. Brown Iron Brew House in Washington Township, Michigan, part of the Michigan Brewers Guild? Hell yeah, we are. We are also um, repping the independent craft brewer seal now, too. Unlike Founders. Ooh, too soon? Did I say that out loud? No, I, I just think <laughs> <laughs> I had to get that quick. I saw something on the internet. To, so uh, again, a lot of people. If you, this is the first time you're listening to me, and the first time I've mentioned the founders thing, because I say it all the time. Oh, it's definitely a bingo. But the thing is, is that I don't care. Make good beer. Founders makes delicious beer. So why does it matter? It doesn't. So like the whole the whole thing about Wicked Weed, like, oh, Wicked Weed just came through and somebody responded, but Budweiser's been here the whole time. I'm like, calm down. Like, why do you have to get so defensive about your craft beer when you don't follow the rules of craft beer? You know, the same people that are getting that got upset about shorts or poked fun at it are the same people that'll be in line on Black Friday at to get their uh Bourbon County at Goose Island. So it's just a bunch of hypocrites that are just chasing the beers they like. I don't know. I was looking for a reason to be angry. That's all there are is. a lot of angry people in the, the industry. Or the, um, I think there's angry people in the world that just spills over. Yeah. 
Well, it, it, it brings over to where we have this all-inclusivity exclusivity, where we include everyone except if you don't like the beer that I like or you're not a big beer drinker. Like, so let me refer to that. A big beer as in like bourbon barrel aged or a big beer like a double or a triple IPA. Like, if you don't like that, you're almost like a, a segregated minority in the community because you shouldn't not like big beers. Yeah, I think – I don't know if it's – I don't like bourbon barrel beers or I don't like bourbon. Well, I don't like bourbon. I know that, but. Like I can sip a, you know, a Jim Beam or whatnot. I, I'm not ever going to go out and buy a fifth of whiskey and just pour it into a glass and drink it. You'll never well, see Well, you're that. not. Oh, fifth of, I thought you were about to say pour it into like a bottle of beer. <laughs> no, no, no. Like. Cutting beer with whiskey. Sounds frisky. Let's see what you did there. Yeah. little rhyme. But I, I, you know what? You've the, never had a barrel-aged beer that you liked? No, bourbon? I can't say that I have. You don't like Bourbon County? I don't. Well, I haven't opened it, to be honest. I, I mean, but I, I understand where you're coming from. Those big, dark beers I, just don't do it for me. So, I mean, I can't. Well, bourbon I, County is it's pretty it's I, so I, easy to I, drink. For I, I already feel like a minority in the beer community and that I don't chase those. When I see BBA on a menu, I initially just go to the next one. I don't even worry just because I just think it's pointless. Someone else is going to like it, so I don't want to take you know those two to three ounces that I'm going to steal from somebody else. Well, that's exactly how I feel too. Whenever I'm you know out and about, I'm not going to drink an IPA, and I'm like, well, you can have more. Then it doesn't doesn't bother me to not drink it. We need more Kens in the world. Then there'd be more M43 to go around. <laughs> well, if there was more Kens. There would be no M43 because it wouldn't have been the fair thing. Fair enough. Was. Always playing devil's advocate over there. <laughs> you know, I, we did see at the UP Beer Fest, we saw M43 Porter, but it was by oh, some. Oh, by another brewery. Yeah, that's Uh-oh. right. <laughs> we laughed about that. I'm yeah. trying to think of who, whose brewery it was at. Who was I, off I of M43. I know exactly where it was, but I can, I can, I can think of it. Uh, I'm sure there's an untapped review for it somewhere. Yeah, probably like not the real M43. <laughs> not enough haze. <laughs> too dark. <laughs> But we have the uh, the Fall Beer Festival coming up. So we were talking about the Detroit Beer Experiment, which uh, Matt got on his high horse. And, Sorry about uh, that. No, you're not. No, I'm not. I'm really not. <laughs> I, I actually had the uh, the list of stuff that we were uh, um, we had suggested a drink. So whenever I go through and I go through these festivals, um, I'm not going to give you all the biggest beers, the most. You know, I'm not going to put KBS on the list. Like everyone knows to go see KBS. Everyone knows to go see. X, Y, and Z, but like Atwater had a gin barrel Brett IPA, which sounds different, sounds interesting, um, and sounds really good. And that's actually what they did with uh, the Detroit City Distilleries. They used the gin barrels from DCD to make a Brett I or well, they barrel aged a Brett IPA. What is a Brett IPA? Brett scares me. That's what I stay away from on menus. Brett Amices. So it's kind of like a, I don't what is it technically, like a fungus or something that infects the beer that makes it a sour? So a sour IPA? I don't – fungus is probably not the right word. It's, it's a wild yeast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it has spores, science, <laughs> biology. It's going to stare you back in the face because it's so scary. But there, there is a bunch of other things. So um, did you have the Abricot when we were at the uh, summer beer f- – or the UP Beer Fest I from believe. Fillmore 13? No, but – no, that does sound. Actually, I might have. That was the apricot double that they did. So that was that was one that we talked about um, for this upcoming beer festival because that was definitely the winner for me at the UP Beer Festival was the apricot. You know, I I really fell in love with that mosaic dank juice. That part, I think the whole outside tent. I just maybe it's because we just like sat Parked there for, there an, for hour. an hour. Yeah, <laughs> we tried to like get our bearings. 
Well, so Oddside heads the Barrel Aged Sweet Potato Souffle Rye, which is their gold medal winning beer yep. uh, that they just won at GABF. So that's going to be there. Uh, we also have uh, a lot of different beers. Unity Vibration is going to be there, uh, which is the always kombucha house, the right? kombucha house. Yep. And if you remember when we had the brew guyver here, uh, they actually have a beer dedicated to him that we suggested to go uh, check it out. Is it kombucha guyver? Uh, it is. It's just called brew guyver. Um, there, there's no uh, attempt at anything funny or anything Damn like it. that. Um, but when we when we go over these these festivals, you know, I we, we have Pigeon Hill on here, but we don't have OCP or double OCP or your mom you or your st- grandma on you fast toast. Stood in line and we're just like, oh really? You guys are just <laughs> lining up behind me. Well, that that was the thing. Did you ever hear this story from the the Fall Beer Fest? So I was talking to the people at Pigeon Hill and um, just shooting the shit with them. We were right next to the shorts tent. And sure enough, a line starts forming behind me because your mom on French toast is about to be tapped. And I didn't even realize it until like I looked behind me and there's just line. So I started a line without even knowing I started the line. Did you get to try the beer? Oh, yeah. I was, I was So here I am, you know, schmoozing all the people on the line and passing out the card talking about the show. And uh, our videographer who was there that day literally like grabs me by my uh, my collar to pull me back. He's like, it's your turn to get your damn beer. Get it. So went back in line, got it. Very underwhelmed in regards to. I think I built it up too much in my head. Not a bad tasting beer, but definitely built it too much in my head. Um, but one of the big things too is my favorite Dragon's Milk Reserve is going to be there, which is the coconut rum. Yep. Are they going to have like seventeen different variants again? Like I, I think they're going to have eight or nine from what I saw on the list. I'd have to double check, but yeah, they're they're standards. A few different brewer specialties. Was it the Chili's uh, one that really went well last year? Uh, I think the Chili's one and the Triple Reserve is what everyone likes. Um, I think the Vanilla Chai a lot of people like now. I'm assuming they'll probably have uh, the Mint. My cousin actually works for the uh, works for New Holland, and he had hit me up a couple weeks ago and told me that that variant was coming out and I didn't really think anything of it but that's like the next flavor that they'll be dropping soon I really I think is that the, the mocha mint is that what the name of it was um maybe I don't I'm curious to see how it goes over because I don't know if this is if you guys saw that post on Dacby the other day I where, didn't but you can tell us what it was uh so this guy who not the famous drain pour guy is it, some the, other guy. Is it the dish pour guy yeah. <laughs> He decided, you know, he's trying to be a, a badass, poured out a beer, and his sink was full of dishes. Just the dirtiest full, dishes. Full to the top, <laughs> just obnoxious. And I feel like more people gave him shit for the amount of dishes in his sink than they did for him even pouring out the beer. It just was, it's like when you try to be cool and you fall on your face. Yeah, like. I did see that post, and I didn't even see what label he he was pouring out. It was all, the brewery. It was a mint, a mint chocolate beer. But all I remember seeing is just. Was like, it the Rue de Floyd, the infected one? No, it's a share that I don't know. Share this, maybe it's a mint, something mint okay. that just came out. But literally, like like Angel was saying, this guy had like dishes on dishes on dishes in his sink, <laughs> and he had the balls to say, "This isn't good." Like, dude, <laughs> take care of your own house before you start ripping up somebody else's. Oh man, it was. Terrible. I think I think he like Angel say. He was trying to be cool, and then he realized how big he had failed because at the end of the thread was a picture of his sink. Like, all right, guys, get off of me. I did I my think, dishes. I think he played it <laughs> off okay because, you know, he, anyone that commented about the dishes, he's kind of just said whatever about it. But, you know, I'll, I'm just going to put this out here. If you're willing to throw beers down the sink, just send them my way, and I will drink anything. But that not you're for another month. Pour. Not for another month. Oh, yeah. Not for another <laughs> month. So. Cap it, reseal it. I'm so sick of people dumping out beer. It's not cool. Just drink it. I don't know. 
But they have to be cool on the internet. I mean, that's that's their whole thing. How do you is. get how do you get internet street cred points if you don't pour out a beer that everybody else likes and says that no, this is too too much yesterday? How do how do I personally get? No, how do you how do you propose that these internet tough guy keyboard warriors are going to do it? Drain poor warriors. Keyboard warriors or or the the Keyboard wax cowboys? peeling warriors. I what? was just what's the wax peeling warriors? It's the same crap. I think the same guy that pours the beers down the drain makes a video every time he opens a a wax top. What what, what you, <laughs> I just think people have too much time on their hands. That's like get, a, get a, either get a dog <laughs> or go get another job. Like clearly, you're not contributing to the economy if you're just going to sit there on your ass. Pouring beer down the drum. I mean, I guess you are contributing to the economy because you bought somebody's beer. And- it's a rarity when I pour a beer. Like not, and I don't even pour beer down the drain. It's because either like I had drank so much and I my my uh, brain was bigger than my liver for that night, and I'm like, eh, I don't want to drink anymore tonight because I'm gonna feel it in the morning. I, I think the only time I have ever drain pour is when I just didn't finish that beer, and then I come back to it a day later and said, Yeah, I probably don't want to finish this beer like we after our 100th episode i went home and i cracked a vandermill that that might have not that might have been like 99 or 98 i had a totally roasted by vandermill and i just didn't finish it and then i came back to it like the next day i said yeah this probably has some fish flies in it and i don't need the extra protein right now when i first moved in with my roommates it, I, it was a thing that if he didn't finish a beer he would just put it back in the fridge what and so there was for a while there was a couple like half drink beers just always in the fridge because he would crack it open forget about it go to bed whatever and just he would save it for later but he would drink them later he would drink an old a flat, flat refrigerator beer uh. I think we need to call this person out. What's his name? His name is Al. Albert. He's, Albert. I don't think he's ever listened, so call away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could ever do like re-refrigerate a beer. That just it just doesn't seem I have that problem at home with water bottles. The fiance will drink maybe three to four sips out of water bottles and then just say, Oh, they got too warm on me. So I, I started being a real dick and getting those tiny-ass water bottles <laughs> from Kroger. And it's like, I don't want to drink out of those. I'm like, well, you don't drink out of the big ones either. So literally my fridge is like two to three sipped water bottles. Luckily, Get her one of these, guys. It's good for the environment. No, it got to be BPA-free. No, it, it's got to be purified water from Kroger, none of that tap water. Slum. So I don't know we if you know, but purifier. there there are things called water purifiers <laughs> that you attach to the sink faucet. It's not purified unless it came from a bottle in Kroger. Oh, man. That's so, that's so disappointing. <laughs> uh, that's six mentions of the word Kroger. You'd think they'd be our sponsor or something. Well, we could, I mean, Meyer sponsors Pure Brews America, so we're going after that Kroger sponsorship. <laughs> Kroger, Kroger, Kroger. <laughs> no, it's got to be a Michigander. It's Kroger's. I'm not. You go to Kroger's. I'm not illiterate. I go to Kroger. You go to Kroger's. Farmer Jack's. It's always saving time at Farmer Jack. It was. It was. Kmart's, Walmart's, Target's. All these. All these, yeah. That, that is a very. Is, is, that's a Michigan thing, isn't it? Where we always add S's to the end of everything. Yeah, it's the regional dialect. Uh, that's terrible. Yeah, Myers. Myers. So. So we also had uh, one more I wanted to mention, which is Sellerman's. The Saigon Sin is going to be there, which is their cider. So they actually have a malt liquor that they're bringing to the uh, the festival too, the Imperial Thrasher. A malt liquor. Malt liquor, yes. Sellerman's. Sellerman's. Are they, what kind of beers are they bringing? 
So, well, malt liquor is one of their beers. Okay. Uh, they're bringing the Boogeyman, which is their stout, and then the Saigon Sin, which is their cider. So those are the three drinks that they're going to be bringing to the festival. Now, what is Saigon Sin? It sounds like Vietnamese. So is that some sort of like lime, mint, coconut? Uh, uh, cinnamon, vanilla. So I was wrong in all of my guesses. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so it's with uh, Saigon. I think it's Saigon Cinnamon, I think, is the, the thing that really gets it through, but... Uh, I think it's got like a lemon thistle. Um, I'd have to look at the actual thing myself. I don't know off the top of my head. But definitely a very, very easy to drink, not too sweet cider that's really good. And this is two weeks from tonight, correct? Uh, it is two weeks from tonight, yes, and tomorrow. Two weeks from tomorrow, two-day event. Oh, if you're interested in winning free tickets next week at Brown Iron's Halloween party, I'm giving away two tickets to the Beer Fest for best costume. Best costume. Best costume. Dress to impress. So like... Who is the judge? Are you the judge or is like the crowd the judge? I wish I was the judge, but unfortunately I'm not. So basically the way it's going to work is we'll upload all the photos onto Facebook and give it a 24-hour span of voting. And there's like all these rules like, you know, one like counts as one vote and that's it. So, so it kind of similar to our Stout 16. Yeah, yeah, So Did it you works. take our idea? We did this last year, so. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, so who won last year? What was the costume that won last year? Oh man, I have no so, idea. So like, if I maybe we should ask the social media person for Brian Iron. I did take all so the photos. I just don't remember. If Ken and I won as like hops and barley, would we win, or would it need to be something more revealing or like revealing? Ooh, oh, I do remember what won last year. What um, was it? So it was a bunch of cute little deer. Because this girl probably had all her friends vote for her photo, and she ended up winning. And she was just dressed as, like, you know, a basic bitch deer. Basic bitch deer. So, like, brown velvet suit and deer ears? Yeah. I don't even think she had a suit. She might have had a T-shirt on. She was. She did look good. She did good makeup. Good makeup. That's all we need is makeup. Well, we have Snapchat filters now. We don't need makeup anymore. <laughs> you can't wear that anymore. Yeah, can I, can I, can I snap? <laughs> Maybe we should just be a Snapchat filter. You could. There we go. We're going to be Snapchat filters. You get one of those like uh, like a brown see-through thing, so then you become like a, a, a Snapchat filter, so everything everything you're behind is the Snapchat filter. Or I've seen the people who wear the uh, the Snapchat, what's the the little veil? Yeah, the little flowery things. The flower, yeah, the flowery halo. I've seen that as a Halloween costume I've before. I've seen the rainbow throw up. I'm a fan of that one. The, as a Halloween costume? Yeah. I've never seen that as a, I'm. I'm very interested in that. I have now. not seen that one as a Halloween costume, but I do think Snapchat filters would be a way to go for Halloween. I just uh, I, I dress up as the same person every single Halloween. So are you the guy from South Park? Uh, no, I am not Kenny from South Park. <laughs> no, not that guy. But my name's Ken, so Kenny obviously oh. is what you were trying to go for, right? No, the other guy, the uh, the hack, Stan, the troll. Cartman? No, the guy they killed in uh, the guy they killed in Kyle's the- father. No, forty two. Yeah, I think we went through all the World characters. of Warcraft guy. Oh, the World of Warcraft guy. There's actually a guy who cosplayed that at BlizzCon. I saw, I saw that. that, and that was actually really impressive. Uh, yeah, like he does the the he brings up this fake keyboard and does the pose. Uh, no, I always go as Wreck It Ralph. Red on red uh, overalls. Uh, well, it's more beige overalls with an orange shirt. What is Wreck-It Ralph? It's a Disney cartoon. You go as a Disney cartoon? I do. Is it a Pixar? Uh, yeah, I think it's Disney, current, like modern day Disney. It was like from four years ago. Yeah, it's... So what did, What were you before you were Wreck-It Ralph? Um, before I was... So one year I went... Remember the show Epic Mealtime on YouTube? 
So there is a show called Epic Mealtime on YouTube where they basically got drunk and made these giant ridiculous items. So like they would make lasagna, but instead of meat, they would put McDonald's hamburgers as like the meat and make this giant lasagna. So I went as one of the characters of that, which was literally a gray shirt that says bacon strips, sunglasses, and an empty handle of Jack Daniels. That was one of my costumes. Did people know who you were? Nope, but I didn't care because the only time I ever wore a costume was to get into there's a uh, uh, event, my buddy of mine, Jose, costume party where you have to have a costume, but it's $20. Open bar, open food, open everything. So I had to make a costume. I think the the most basic costume I ever saw was my old roommate went as a ceiling fan, and he just had a shirt that said "Go ceilings, go ceiling." That, that's actually pretty. <laughs> uh, that, that's that's very ingenuitive. Yeah, I mean, it was the simplest costume I'd ever seen in my life. What about you, Matt? What do you go as? Um, I have a pair of later hosen, so I just strap up the lades <laughs> and uh, a white button down, and I just go shoot shoe plotler all over the place. I don't even know what you just said. Yeah, so you ever seen uh, European Vacation? Uh, yes. You know when Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Chase, Chevy Chase gets into a fight with those German dancers? Yeah. I dress up. I just dress up as one of those German dancers. I remember I, uh, I went up and down Main Street at Central a few times with that, and I was kind of the talk of the town. I'm sure you were. That was, <laughs> That's because it was <laughs> in the middle of March. <laughs> no, it was october uh, It's the joke. Oh. <laughs> that was the whole point of the joke was that you were the talk of the town because you were touche. in German – Garb in the middle I mean, of March. I mean, it is green, so it would go for St. Patrick's Day. Although but you're that's a, German, not Irish. There we go. Um, but the issue is the later hosen don't really work. They, they pretty much stop mid-thigh. So I've got a lot of thigh beneath the later hosen, and I just have – it's basically white guy with white thigh walking down the street. White thigh guy? Yeah. I definitely need to tan before I, I wear that costume, or otherwise it's just – um, like reflector beams at night. <laughs> what about you, Angela? What is your previous costumes for Halloween? Um, always different, always homemade. So last year I went as a unicorn. The year before, I think I was a flapper. I went as a gumball machine. A gumball machine. I think gumball machine is kind of a, a standard woman costume. I've so never seen. A I've seen a lot of girls. Go, All right, they so become because you just get like ping pong balls and you get like a. Like either a tank top or a tube top, and then you just put glue on them and Yeah, bam. I'm like the anti-slut on Halloween. So, And I did this like over five or six years ago, so I was ahead of the game. I had a big, long red skirt, and I wore a garbage bag full of oh, yeah. bullets. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should get posted to our Facebook so people can see this. Oh, we're definitely looking this up right now. <laughs> I'll just send it to you. I showed someone the other day. Hold on, I, th- I found it. I found it. You found it. it that fast? Oh yeah, I found it. Wait, no. 2011. He's been creeping your no, Facebook for No, let me for, fi- let me decades. send you the f- let me send you a better one. I got a good picture of it. Okay, yeah, because all the p- photos that you have are group photos, except for where it uh, looks like a Smurf is shooting a <laughs> gun at you guys. Oh, that was oh man, that's uh, that's a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> why why do you have a homicidal Smurf as a friend? <laughs> That's a good friend. I mean, we have a homicidal <laughs> Smurf too, but he's only on the show sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> he would bitch at you because he's bitch. Oh come sinister. on! There you go. There's there's your Nick uh, Nick thing. There's your Nick drop. Yeah, there's your Nick drop. Yeah. So I've always done for the past like four years just Wreck It Ralph because it was because I have the overalls. Like I spent fifty dollars on these overalls to wear like, once did, oh, a year. So 
you bought the overalls knowing that would be a go-to Halloween costume, or you bought the, the overalls and then just fuck it, I can go as hot. This is my no, I time. bought them specifically for the Wreck-It Ralph costume. Now that movie is what five years old at this point? Uh, five years old. Probably now, at now. what point can you no longer say I'm Wreck-It Ralph and you expect people to have any semblance of what that means? I mean, I I think, think I, could I wouldn't whole... even know. <laughs> It's a John C. Riley movie, isn't it? Uh, it is a John C. Riley. Uh, Ed Wynn is in it. Um, Sarah Silverman. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. There, there's a lot. So, like, the, the whole point of Wreck-It Ralph is he basically plays the villainous character of a 80s arcade game. And at the end of the game, when everyone leaves the arcade, they all meet up and they're hanging out and talking to each other inside, like, the video arcade game. So that, that's the whole point of it, but it's like a night at the museum where all yeah, night at the museum. That, that's a good way to put it. But so, it's arcade games instead of museum exhibits. And he is a bully. Uh, yes, he is Wreck It Ralph. So it doesn't I, really fit your personality, though. Oh no, not at all. Not <laughs> is that like uh, you know when girls want to dress up as something scandalous, you want to dress up as like an evil villain? I don't know. I don't think I've ever dressed up as anything evil. I, I did a blind ref one year. That was the year of the uh, the NFL uh, the fail Mary the, not the, yeah the, the fail the fail Mary strike yeah so did that actually Nick was a, a ref a blind ref too so we were both uh, matching that that Halloween cute we were so you always go as the leader hosen I just think I have like leader hosen so instead of going out and getting stuff I went as a personal breathalyzer test once <laughs> probably. This would have been. I, I could just imagine the the either the the words blow me on you. No, so I went to Halloween USA like the week before Halloween because I was living in Troy at the time, and literally everything was gone. Like the shelves were gutted. You know how it is. Yep. And it was literally um, <clears throat> a box that you put on yourself. It's a foam box. Oh, it was a real costume. Yeah, that you know you just put your arms through and so on and so forth. And it just says, you know, it's got a, it does have a, a white phallic looking thing coming out of what at that point would have been my stomach where, where one would, would blow to, you know, see their blood alcohol level. I think that, that might've been the last Halloween costume I purchased. Uh, I think I got a gorilla costume, but I don't think I'm, I'm like, I actually think I'm about a foot too tall for it. So I think Amazon tricked me. Uh, I was going to go as Harambe last year. Remember when I came yes, in? Yes, yeah. the Harambe outfit. I forgot all about that. <laughs> R.I.P. Oh, my gosh. We are total. Like, we're, we're a beer show, and we haven't talked too much about beer today, but that's okay. Well, that segment, too, is beer that's news. That, I, I guess you could say that, yeah. So I think we're going to uh, cut the first uh, break a little short. We'll be uh, right back. If I can figure out the music with the Better on Draft podcast. And uh, we are back with the Better on Draft podcast, episode 104. I don't have a number. Do we call this the Brett Favre episode? The Brett Favre, like, start over again with the numbers? Or the Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson. Or, or the copy that episode, 10-4. 10-4. I see what you did there. Here is Robert with the beard. Oh, now I'm getting nostalgic. There's no Robert. <laughs> There's no Robert. I feel that's blasphemy. He has a jingle, but he's not here. Do I have a jingle yet? You do not have a jingle Damn it. Yet. So uh, as always with segment two, we talk about the news and the beer industry. And uh, one of the big things, which I always just, I, I find it as always bullshit 
Whenever you see these, uh, <laughs> attaboy, start strong. Whenever you see these things on Facebook, um, that like beer is good for you or tequila is good for you or all these things. So there was a Danish study that was published this week finding that among 70,000 people, including beer drinkers and, or excuse me, including drinkers and non drinkers, the lowest risk of diabetes was in the group of men who had 14 drinks a week and women who had nine drinks a week. So two beers a day? Uh, two beers a day, yes. I, I have, well, no, I don't. I don't drink that much anymore. I used to have fourteen in a night. Um, yeah, I was at I was at sixteen. Well, depending if you want to call if you want to call a sixteen ounce beer a one. I, I believe it's drinks as opposed to like beverages. So like one twenty two ounce is one beverage, but it might oh. be two or three drinks depending oh. on how much alcohol is in it. Um, I think those people live longer because it gives them a reason to live. If you have a beer at the, at the end of the day, you think so. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that when I come home from work and I have a beer, I'm generally in a better disposition than when I say, fuck, I just drank beer yesterday. I don't feel like having a beer today. I don't know. Like, I since I've basically stopped drinking throughout the week, like, I, I have no change in regards to life. Like, the only time I ever drink is if I, like, some type of event, like maybe I'm watching a sport or something like that. I just have but, the urge to choke people too many times, so I just need that little sweet, sweet nectar of the of the gods to release. I can, I can attest to that, too. This has been the saddest two weeks of my life. And I actually went to Great American Beer Fest and drank my heart out, and then I came home and I'm just as sad as I was before I left. <laughs> so you started the diet before GABF, went to GABF, and then... Uh, and Stop. then you know what? I actually am at the same weight that I left, so that's it's probably all awesome. that walking in the uh, the festival. I think it's a huge place, isn't it? Yes, the, the, the Pepsi ven- Center. Huge. The venue is huge. Yeah, I don't know what we did. A lot of hiking <laughs> too. So we saw. I saw a few photos of that. I uh, you, you do like to get out in the nature for sure. I like to get out. They in do the have nature. trees here, ironically enough. They do, <laughs> and they sky. Do. Um, Matt doesn't appreciate my artsy fartsy photos. It's okay. So uh, there was another one. A 2016 Penn State University study found that moderate drinkers of one or two drinks a day for men and a half to one drink for women saw the slowest decline of LDL cholesterol, which is the good cholesterol. So, A, I'm sorry to any woman who only drinks half a glass or of a drink. Like we just talked about, you know, spilling beer or pouring beer. Well, out. I'm sure it's probably a drink every other day. I mean, it's not; it's an average, not you know, a consistency. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm gonna go like LDL and all that stuff. I think that's a lot based on like lifestyle too. It's not just based on heal me shotgun these two beers before breakfast with my eggs and coffee, and I'm gonna get out there and get, get your good cholesterol up for sure. Yeah, I uh. uh Obviously, I've been on this uh, journey in regards to trying to lose weight, and like that was the one, one of the two things that were bad was my good cholesterol was too low, and I think it's because a lot of the beer and a lot of the eating on the road and sitting and not doing anything. Yeah, they told me my uh, my blood pressure is too high, like, but I'm always drinking beer, so that reduces the density of my blood, so that should make my blood pressure better. I guess they got to get those beta blockers or whatever. I guess the fuck science doesn't really work with like that. Um, and then there is a study that happened that there is no evidence to suggest a person's gut comes from consuming a lot of beer. So that's that's a lot of a lot of uh, not technology, a lot of health and uh, human services. 
Like, all right, all right, none Ms. of it makes sense. Okay, Mr. Sibelius. Um, I, I don't know. I thought I was always told that your belly comes from sugars and that alcohol metabolizes as sugars, thus beer belly. But it's also just one of those cute little acronym, not beer, acronyms, but uh, what, what's the word? When things, Metaphors, sayings, uh, limericks. Consonant. I think it's called consonants, but. The, the, the letters that aren't vowels, consonants. Uh, no, not consonants. Consonants. Like alliterations. Alliteration. Beer belly is not an alliteration because an alliteration involves vowels. So, um... I um, thought alliteration was using the same first letter of the whole thing. When it's a vowel. When it's, it's called, a vowel. It's called consonants when it's not... When it's a consonant. It's way This too- is way too <laughs> grammatically correct for a craft beer podcast. Yeah. So I'm going to sip my Corona. So there is a um, a full-time job going around right now. Uh, the London-based Meantime Brewing Company is looking for a professional beer taster to work part-time, become part of a panel of brewers, sommeliers, and staff to offer external opinions on company and competitor skills. Is this kind of like the guy that worked that got flown around the country, or the world rather, drinking beer? Is that kind of like that like eight, eight to 12-week position? I think so, but I mean, if you look at... So the skills required include knowing the difference between beers. That's really this. I'm like, I I, I know the difference between beers. I could tell you what I'm drinking, whether it's a, a, you know, a brown, an amber, anything like that. But further than that, like, I can't tell you the, the tasty notes. Like, when people say biscuity, I'm like, I don't, I don't, biscuits? What biscuits? <laughs> like, is there gravy next to these biscuits? Like, I, I, don't, I don't have that flavor profile that a lot of people get when they break down a beer. I just like it or I don't. I mean, a- a- Angela, you work at a bar, you work at a brewery. Like, how often do you get people who way overly break down these beers and you're just like... We were just talking about biscuits this morning. <laughs> you were just talking about bis- like biscuits as in eating biscuits or the, biscuits no, as in biscuit beer flavor? <clears throat> because, so from my understanding, it's going to be like some grain that gives it that biscuity flavor. And we were talking about it specifically because of a beer we were brewing, um, a beer that should taste like a cereal. And I asked if it was brewed with cereal, and they said, no, it's brewed with such, such, and such. And this gives it that biscuity flavor. So I don't know. I guess biscuity would just be kind of like bready, hearty. Like a sweetness probably, like a light. I don't know. Because what I think biscuits, I think lighter, sweeter than bread. But I know you know, bready notes. I mean, cause I would think it would be on the sweetness scale it would be biscuity, bready, and then toffee, which would be kind of more of a plain, not with the opposite of sweet, but not necessarily sour, like bland, pale. Yay. Umami. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. I just know that's a word in regards to a taste, but that's based on like, it's like meaty. Umami is meaty. Sure. Why not? <laughs> you know more about this than I do. Fact. We should take a we should take a flavor like an off flavors class next time they come around. That'd be fun. There I'll, is like a lot of local places around here that do them every couple of months. Or we could get one of them in studio and do it on air. That would That's be fun. It. Then everyone can make fun of us for not knowing what the hell we're talking about. Well, <laughs> sure, you know what you're talking about. You just don't really realize it. Like you've totally had a beer that tastes metallic-y. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I. 
when when I was covering the World Expo of Beer, like I was able to like people were helping me show me like you know show me off flavor beer like when they when they were talking about like buttery flavors in regards to the the acids that were in it and I would taste it I'm like oh wow I can actually taste the buttery and I don't know if it's because they pointed it out they pointed it out or if it was because there is this you know you're you're talking about a lot of draft beer or bottled beer that isn't normally sent out so this could have been a beer that was just messed up when it was sent out so always interesting to see but a lot of people talk about it when they're online they talk about these beers and how like their experience with the beer and i don't i don't know if it always like i don't listen to what a lot of people say i read it and i laugh and i'm like all right whatever and then you like, play road redemption then i play road redemption fun game very very fun i watched game. i tried to watch some of that on sunday it was rough like i don't know how people watch people play video games it's like literally the most irritating thing in the world. I always wanted to play video games, not watch my older brother. Play. It's 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 a little different. It's like I I can't wait to try maybe co op. I think co op's going to be a lot of fun if I can get oh. someone with a, another controller over. And uh, if you get another controller, I'll come down. We'll make it. We'll make a, a show of it. I actually used to like watching my brothers play video games. You're a dork. <laughs> I, I couldn't play them myself, so I would just sit Why there Why couldn't watch. you play them yourself? Uh, either we didn't have enough remotes or I just was really bad. <laughs> I'm going to go with really bad. Well, that's that's the thing. Like when, when I really watch, bad for 10 points. <laughs> when, when I watch video games and I watch people play, it's usually either I'm looking at a game with the potential of buying it or I'm watching some type of contest, like a, a tournament or something like that where people are playing for like real-time money. Yeah, like... I play the only games I ever play anymore are um, Madden and and uh, MLB Baseball. Like I'm strictly sports on video games. I used to be really big into the Assassin's Creed franchise, but the ships just killed it for me. It was so annoying to you know, have to get on a boat and shoot cannons at somebody. Like I liked jumping off the roofs and putting a knife through your throat. Not like through their throw, not your throw. Not specifically That'd be a really mine. weird yeah. way to commit suicide. Um, yeah, that, I don't know if you would fin- be able to finish that, but that's a side conversation. Um, but like I've seen a lot of like NBA like screenshots recently. Apparently, they're like messing with those glitches. They, they actually brought back NCAA basketball through NBA 2K18, which is pretty cool. Uh huh. Um, and I kind of was looking at WWE, but I just don't get enough time on my PlayStation anymore. Why is that? Just working. Like, if I have free time, I'm out showing houses and trying to make bank, bro. Got to make that money. Cash and checks and snapping necks, bro. I don't I don't think people say that. I got to gotta change this face or someone's going to change it for yeah, me. Yeah, you should change that face. Ooh, ow. That was a stepbrother's reference. Really okay? rude. How do you feel about guacamole? Nobody f- followed that with the stepbrothers? Am I just- no, you yelled at me during the break for watching too many movies, and here you are quoting a movie. I would have thought that, that... I mean, Happy Gilmore came out in 1994. Stepbrothers came out like eight years ago. Yeah, so there is more options and time to watch Happy Gilmore. <laughs> but Stepbrothers is literally <laughs> on loop between TBS, and then it jumps to TNT, and then USA Network, and then it does repeat. What I if don't, you don't have cable? I don't have cable. Some of us aren't living the life of luxury. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I don't have cable, so you don't have cable. I don't see. I don't know what that life's like. I don't have I'm cable either. I'm afraid to cut that cord. I, I I have YouTube TV just for when I want to watch Miami football and the Lions. That's pretty much and the Red Wings because I have Fox Sports on there too, so I can watch the Red Wings. 
I don't know what I would do without cable. <laughs> it's it's not that hard. <laughs> like like I've got I've got USA, Fox Sports, ESPN, and Fox Two. I have two cats and I text a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the. I think we should be better on draft episode one hundred four. I have two cats that's, and text a lot. That's the name of the title. That's I have two cats and text a lot. <laughs> so there was a um, a commercial that's been going out probably for the last month, month and a half now, and I'm sure all of you guys have seen it, which is the new Bud Light commercial that quote unquote attacks the mead community. Oh, is that the dilly dilly? The dilly dilly commercial. Uh, have you is seen this? this? Is this on cable? <laughs> oh my god! So the, it's actually made its rounds on like the internet. Like that's oh. how I've seen. It. I've never seen it on TV. I've only seen it on the internet. I'll look it up on the break. So this commercial, basically, somebody shows up with like a six pack of beer and like presents it to the king. It's like a renaissance type place. And he goes, you are a true friend of the king. Dilly dilly. And that's like their cheers. So like the next person brings like a 12 pack and they're like, dilly dilly. And then a 24 pack. And then this guy comes up and he's like, and he puts this thing on the table and he goes, this is a honey, honey wine mead. So this is a ginger honey mead I've really been into recently. Yeah, like I've been really into. Like like he gets really into saying that. And and he's like dilly dilly and the guy the king is just like you're going to go to the pit of despair. <laughs> and so now I have a lot of friends on my Facebook that work for meaderies um and they were uh, again when we go through these commercials this is a bud light commercial. Not a Anheuser-Busch, not an ABI, a Bud Light commercial. So when people are going through being like, oh, my gosh, you know, they own all these companies. They own cideries. They own all these flavor. The, the whole uh, pumpkin peach ale thing when the, the Super Bowl came out and then they had just purchased Elysian. And I'm like, it's a Budweiser commercial, not a Bud. You know, that, that's the thing that people don't understand is that Bud Light is a anti-Budweiser brand. It is a low carb, just like Diet Coke is an anti Coke brand. Um, you know, all of these brands are they they fight against each other. Just as uh, what what's uh, what is Pepsi? Pepsi owns Aquafina, I think. Yes, because Coco is Dasania. Yeah, so like Aquafina is an anti Pepsi because it's water and not and, high fructose corn and, syrup. And my thought is a. I've always thought ABI is more of a marketing brand that happens to sell beer than an actual beer company because they put all their money in in advertising. They don't really put their money in anything except ads. But if you go through the history of Bud Light ads, they're all little comedic things. They're all trying to be funny at what's topical and humorous. It's, I don't think they're trying to call out any cideries that make a honey ginger mead. No. And you got to realize, like, we always talk, we always say that, Let's start a fight on the boards of Dakby by saying uh, mead is not beer. Well, honey mead is redundant. Like we talked about ATM machines and pin numbers yesterday. Yes. Or last week. <clears throat> their job is to make you laugh and make you want to drink their beer. What the ad did made some people giggle and made people want to drink beer. And unfortunately, in this political climate that we live in, where it's such a divisive world, either you like it or you hate it. By ruffling the feathers of people who love their honey meads, they played right into the hands of people who are Johnny Sixpack who are going to go and laugh at those people and say, hey, look at those little people drinking their nano beers. There's another. But the people who are offended by it are the people who aren't buying Bud Light in the first place. There's another commercial. I think it's uh, like a direct TV commercial. And it's got um, uh, Danny Trejo 
and he's uh he's in his little suspenders behind a bar, and some guy walks up to a bar and says, "I want a macro brew, no, a nano brew, with a fruit beer with hints of leather, but not shoe leather, more like a belt leather, like, and it's kind of like pick what you want, but not what you don't want, you know, uh-huh. pick Directv, and there, so do you see? I I haven't heard the uprising in the Dagby community about people are going to boycott DirecTV because they're making fun of them for drinking fruity leather beers. Well, it, it gets into the the whole macro versus micro, the whole, you know, um, you know, again, as much as I stand up for Budweiser, Miller, all those companies for the fact that as long as you drink it, enjoy it, we don't care. Yes, they have done shitty fucking things. And like part of my language, but that's literally what they've done is shitty fucking things. The things that they lobby for in regards to like how Miller wanted Ohio not to raise their ABV laws. You know, that's that's something that I don't. I'm not for, but just because I'm, you know, I'm a pro drink what you like, like what you drink doesn't mean that I don't call out bullshit when I see it. It's more of a toleration than anything. You know, you tolerate, (coughs) you know, we're beer tolerant. Like this show is about drinking beer, not necessarily drinking a specific kind of beer. And while we want to promote our friends in the beer industry, we don't want to turn our nose to anybody in the beer industry either. Because if you turn your nose at somebody who only drinks Bud Light, then they'll never go to a Brown Iron Brew House or a Zatuna Liquor in Rochester Hills. They'll never leave that Budweiser door. They'll always just go and pick out their Budweiser. They'll never try a beer from a North Center Brewing Company in Northville, Michigan. They'll never ever think to go there because they're stuck on their beer. So we want to get people to, you know, hey, it's cool if you like Bud Light, but also, hey, try Shorts Local Lager. Or, hey, well, it's cool if you like this beer, but... What about this Berliner Weiss from Bath and Brewery called called the Beach Mode, which is really super good? Well, that's the thing, and I, I think, and definitely something I would suggest is that you know you go to all these beer stores that have a slew of taps now, like Zatuna Liquor has taps, Eight Degrees uh, Detroit has taps, I think J One has taps. So all these places have taps, but there's such an untapped market with putting some type like shorts local light because that's really the easiest drinking beer out there that's most comparable to a Budweiser Bud Light when someone goes and you're trying to upsell them because you want them to buy your craft beer because you're making a bigger um, profit on those beers most likely you're looking at me like a no, no you know that that's kind of the falsehood though okay go for it talk to me I think you might make it profit wise but your ROI is going to be about the same because if you spend $160 on a keg, but you sell it for $4, you could easily sell, buy a keg for 80 bucks and sell it for 250 and make just as big of an ROI. So I think that's the biggest fallacy. Like you're putting, yes, you're putting bigger numbers in your, in your register, but you're putting, you're spending more money to make that mon- more money. So I don't know. I mean, we can talk about beeronomics. Last time I left the beer industry, a keg of Miller Lite was 84.50. A keg of Sam Adams was 159. So there, the break even point is anything under about, 350 is going to go towards the macro and anything over is is going to go, going to go for um the craft. So really you just bump up the, what you got to do is you've got to bump up the the macro to a point where it's still reasonable priced, but it's not a crazy jump to go to the craft to where so instead of $2, which would be your equal, you go 275 to $3. Now you want people on the macros cuz you buy it for cheaper and you sell it for more expensive and it's a bigger bigger side product and and that that makes total sense like obviously i've i'm in i only know what i know like i don't know everything in regards to the industry i can make a lot of assumptions um 
But with things that are selling, like I would think that opening that shorts local into like different beers to where you would start trying different beers and tasting different beers and going after different beers. Cause no matter what Budweiser is going to sell, Bud Light's going to sell, Miller's going to sell. And that's the one thing like both at Brown Iron and Zatuna, like if you go and say, you know, if you know, you're, you're confused on what you want to get and you say, Hey, give me something. <laughs> and they give you something that you enjoy, whether a shorts local light or even an all day IPA, something that's light, but it has a little bit of an IPA flavor. Well, I would even go for Green Zebra from Founders yeah, more than the, anything. The Goza, yeah, that definitely. But my thought is, if you go to a proprietor and you say, "Hey, I think I want this," but you know, I'm willing to try this. You know, it's a new concept of filling howlers, growlers, and crawlers. Give me something you like, or I'll like. And if they provide that service, if they say, "All right, well, typically I drink Bud Light," well, you or typically you drink Bud Light, so I'm going to give you the short slogger. So now you've tried something you. It's good. You now entrust that person. All right, hey, you gave me a good growler last time. Give me another good growler, Phil. And then you can play the beer spectrum. You can try a porter. If you don't like it, you can move back to your IPAs or your Berliner Weisses or your wheat beers. You know, it's kind of one of those things that to service that a lot of places, a lot of our sponsors, unfortunately, I have to keep plugging them because they, they do it. Brown Iron does it. I know they do that really well. They have. Do you guys have macros there? No. What's the macroist? Micro. Um, you Sam have like Adams. Blue Light Sam or Adams or Locals Light. Okay. Uh, Do you have macros in a bottle? No, no bottles. All on, it's, it's better on draft. Ah, uh, did you see what she did there? I, I noticed. Um, Very subtle. And, you know, I actually have to give it to Sam, Sam Adams, because although I don't really drink their beer... Um, I did when I was in Boston, I did do the tour and it was one of the best brewery tours I've ever been on. Very hospitable people, very generous and knowledgeable. And every time we have an event with them, which we do probably at least one a year, like we did a Stein, the like annual Stein hoist for Oktoberfest and they bring so much stuff to give away. Like they are not stingy at all. And I'm not trying to say other breweries are stingy, but you know, printing your name on a koozie, or a keychain goes so far with these people that are coming in for the special events. And then it's just free advertising everywhere. They take it with them. So, And, you know, they sit there. It might be in their car. And they look at it and they think, oh, I guess I'm going to go pick up some Sam tonight, Friday night, you know. But they just are so generous with the stuff that they give away. And they always, their their reps are, vi- like, they're so friendly. They're the best people yeah. that come in. The, that's Sam Adams. So there's this pint glass that Sam Adams has that the bubble every, glass, right? Yeah, everybody has. Like if you've ever looked at posts like the daily drink thread on Dak B. Is it is it like that cool? Like it gets wide. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. So actually, so for a minute when I was like a regular at a local bar that I would go to after work, they had two different types of glasses. They had their standard glasses and they had the Sam Adams glasses, and I despised. The regular 20-ounce because they curved in, and I felt like I was always going to spill on myself. So they specifically knew to put my two-hearted in a Sam Adams glass, and it was, like, without question when I walked in. Like, that's what this girl's going to order, and I would get my two-hearted in But do you know why they have that little bulb there? Or they've changed it I don't, but I just like that it flares out. It's a great design for all bars should pick it up. Well, here you go. The thing is, they laser etched the bottom, Sam Adams did, so the head would appropriately come to... or the foam would appropriately come to the top of the glass, and then it's bulbous up there, so it puts the aroma into the beer. So when you sm- you go to drink it, you smell it first. And you get your full sensory. So 
it's like an engineering work of beer genius. And everyone has those glasses because they are giving them away at their events. Because what does it really cost them to give away a glass when someone's coming in and buying $30 worth their beer on tap? You know, I mean, it's worth it. It's worth it to get your name out there. Not that they need any help with that, but they're good at maintaining their identity, I guess. Yeah, and they do. I mean, Sam Adams Light is a good light beer. I just have a problem personally spending $14 on a 12-pack of a light beer. And I think that's just my... The beeronomics in me, because I remember as a kid, like I would drink Coors Light a lot. That as was my a kid. Beer. You were drinking Coors Light. Uh, let's, uh, I think like, you mean like twenty one to twenty three. Oh, okay. Yeah, like yeah, like so. When I was like twenty to twenty one, I was drinking a lot of Coors. Twenty one to twenty three. Sure. And I remember <laughs> I was hanging out with my friend, um, and we had walked to the the Bushimis on the corner, and we got maybe an eighteen pack of Coors Light. And I was sitting there, and I just screamed shit. And he looked at me, he's like, what's wrong? I said, for 50 more cents, we could have gotten 12 more beers if we would have just switched to Bud Light or Bush Light. So I've always been an economy drinker. <clears throat> so to spend $14 on a, uh, a 12 of Sam Adams when I can spend that money on a loose case of a macro beer, like when would... I'm drinking my light beers, I'm drinking them for a pounding long time session, not a, oh, hoity toity, let me you know show you my Yeah, crazy. I feel you. I'm like, I'm a very economical drinker too. I would rather have a keg of M43 than a four pack. Two, $2.88 a pint versus four fifty a pint or whatever. Okay, well, you're on a diet, so you can't even drink a single sip. <laughs> I can't sip. drink any, and I actually picked up a lot of boss weed that's just calling my name. But it's going to mellow now for you, and it's just going to be at your. At your perfect level. What else? Uh, we, is in the news? We, we've we've talked about that though. You know, you you want to talk about stuff we talked about a hundred episodes ago. Is that is that a decision you guys make when you guys are out and you're at the bar? You know, I, I've brought up my whole Joe Louis Arena raw before Unibrew. WrestleMania. Yeah, the I don't buy. I typically do not buy concert beers. I will just pound as many as I can in the parking lot and then no, ride out. No, because I got to pee the whole show. Yeah. Well, I again, that's another thing I'm not going to go into details on, but you know, I just I get in there and I ride off my drunk, and then that's that. Um, I don't because once I start riding off the drunk, I start getting the headache, and then I need the beer, so I need yep. to. Concerts get, are only like an hour and a half, two hours, like long. three hours. Who are you? Who is playing three hours? Dude, I just went. I went to Bob Seger. He played three hours. That show was. It started at eight and didn't leave till like. I didn't get home till one. T- he went on stage at eight o'clock. No, we went on like nine ish. Okay, but I still didn't. Get, I still I, didn't get home till and one. And then I guess this is my. I have to explain myself even more. I always miss the opener. I. Well, I no. For do. instance, we did miss the opener, <laughs> but so they don't start. They don't. I guess they stop selling beer at most. Concerts even at like nine p.m. Yep. Like I remember, so I went and saw Luke Bryant because usually the curfew is eleven. So actually, they're probably they probably stop selling more around ten like, technically. Well, I remember going to see Luke Bryant at Fourfield, and before Luke Bryant even took the stage, they had cut everybody off, and the I was like yep. so pissed. I would too at a because Luke Bryan concert. I need copious amounts of alcohol to get through country music. Country music, and I was right at the. Uh, the merchandising stand that goes from candy to beer. Yeah, the, the craft so, beer stand. So that it, it was the Luke Bryant stand that week. And so there's the taps. And it was, it was Budweiser and it was Bud Light. And I'm like, I can't justify paying $9 for either of this. But it's either that or a, a self-inflicted gunshot wound. And a what about t- those really cool margaritas that come in those like uh, fun glasses? That cost $40. <laughs> 
I would rather buy. I would rather pay nine dollars for tequila than I would for a Bud Light. Well, well that's the thing is, is that even so even at I those switch. places, I'm, I'm I loyal to my craft. <laughs> I'll I'll go to uh, I'll find like the craft beer stands or something like that because even the craft beer stand at jo, not Joe Lewis, um, uh, Ford Field, the one over by Nick's uh, season tickets, um, which is by one of the exits. They have like a pretty good. They usually have like Eric the Red on there. They have like three or four different local like a Coonan beer. Maybe another beer, and I'll always go for those because they're like nine, ten dollars. So and I mean, that's in line with what you would typically get. Which, like, typically, like I remember again, I would sell Miller Lite, and I knew that I know that sixteen ounce unscrew or screwable is eighty eight cents. So for you to t- look me in the face and say that's nine dollars, sir, I I'm not happy. I, I can't justify that. Like no. even those. Red sixteen ounce cans; those are like a dollar twelve. Yeah, I mean, can't you get like a twelve pack of Bud Light for nine dollars? Yeah, you yeah, can get a fifteen pack for nine ninety. So why am I giving you nine dollars again? For hence, 16 you ounce? should just be shotgunning beers in the parking lot with Ange and saving your money. Because <laughs> then I pass out in the stadium like this, and well, I, miss I got it. another solution for that. Oh. I just discovered caffeine pills. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, um, on Angela finds out about ephedra. <laughs> Better on drugs. Uh, I I rarely so when, whenever I go, like I I'll go in when I know the band that I want to see is playing. But there are a lot of times where, uh, like I've seen Bare Naked Ladies a bunch of times, and their opening acts have always been bands I wanted to see, like Blues Traveler, The Violent Femmes, Colin Hay. So I would totally go see Blues Traveler. Blues Traveler is great live. They were actually at Founders, Skinny John Popper though. Founders right? Fest, I think. Uh, this Skinny past John year. Popper. Uh, yes, Skinny John Popper. He. I, I don't think anybody I've ever seen in my life has made a bigger bo- a body transformation than John Popper. Um, have you ever seen Penn Jillette? Oh yeah, uh, but he's new, creepy now. Yeah, he's he's like. He he should be fat, Pendulant. There's there he's there's like a, six seven. He he can put he's, he's he can put three hundred. When you put a, a six seven man like one hundred eighty pounds, that doesn't that doesn't work. There's there's a photo uh, I probably still have of me and my ex with Pendulant, except it's me and Pen on opposite sides of her. <laughs> and for those of you who know, my ex is four ten, yeah. so it's like six two four ten six seven. Yeah. So we we have the same exact photo with Jake the Snake Roberts too. And you and you and your ex are you? And yeah, Pendulet. me, me, ex. <laughs> no, me, me and Pendulette do not hang out with Jake the Snake. I would Roberts. love to hang out with Pendulette. Although he did name his child Crime Fighter, which tells me let's he might have been on something radical. Have you ever seen them live? No, I've not. So when Penn and Teller, I do are, watch. I, I watch uh, Fool Us. Fool Us is great. So when Penn and Teller go live. Which I think they're actually coming to Caesar soon. Uh, I would highly suggest going to see them. I'm Great show. It. What they do is when the show is over, they say thank you, good night, and they literally hop off the stage, run past everyone, and thank everyone as they leave. Do you know that Teller is one of only three Americans with a passport with only one name in it? Really? Fun fact. Can, the, can Shade. I don't know. Who Madonna. The, she's Irish, right. and Madonna is. Madonna's English. She's from Michigan. Yeah, well, no, I know Sade is Irish. But no, no, she's not. I'm thinking of Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> no, I don't know who the other three. I just saw it on uh, Did You Know Facts like that Penn, that Teller is one of people. Do you know his actual first name? I do not. Raymond. I was going to say Miles. Raymond. I uh, So, yeah, when, when they finish the show, they go out and you can meet them. There's no price or anything like that. You don't have to pay or anything. They take photos. They, they are so appreciative of everyone that sees them. Yeah, I might have to. I have to get my passport done anyway. So maybe, maybe that'll be my 
next foray across the bridge is to go see Penn and Yeah, it's so easy to get your passport these days. As long as you're long process. Well, it takes like six weeks to get it, but I mean, you can get when's your uh, when do you when does your driver's license up? Because you can get it at Hanson ID in like two weeks, if that. Um, Which gets you into Canada? Yeah, it gets me into Canada. No, I've got a whole. I I need a passport. I need to be a real adult. (laughs) I was going to say my passports due next month. I my driver's license doesn't expire till nineteen. If somehow, like I, I I must have paid for the extended version. Because I've gotten one, I, I've gotten it once since I moved back to Michigan. I was gonna say, oh yeah, that's right. You were in Ohio for a bit and Baltimore. Yeah, Ohio so, and Baltimore apparently. Yeah, that wasn't. That I kept my Michigan tags. I, I rode dirty. Ah, yeah. I've I've only lived in Michigan, so I never had to worry about that. Let's go over one more news article because we are still on the news. Um, and and I guess that's a big thing. And we'll we'll start off because I want to ask. Uh, um. I want to ask Angela, do they have flights over at Brown Iron Brew House? Fuck yeah, they do. We do six ounce pours. Six. All individually priced. All individually priced. So you can just get a bunch of six ounce pours. Yeah, better than a flight because you you don't have to. They range probably from $1.75 up to five, depending on what it is. But you don't have to order a four if you don't want four. And they come in these really awesome snifters now instead of sample glasses. So you get that full effect of the aromas. When you drink from like the Sam Adams glass, yes. So I stand corrected, real quick. Uh, thanks to Dan, uh, passports take about a week. There's a processing office in Detroit. I thought you just go to every any Secretary of State and you give them your old passport and a new photo, and then they just mail you a new passport. Do you have a passport? I do have a current passport. I don't. I, I currently have a passport that I got when I was 18. It has been expired, expired for yeah. mu- th- multiple years. But well, no, because it's a 10-year passport. So yeah, I got it when I was 17, so it's been expired for about four years. So to add on to this passport conversation, which has nothing to do with the flights that you or were beer, trying, to, <laughs> trying to get back into, I, I have no idea what to even Google to find that, but I think that one of the others could be Cher. Could be. Cher. Bono. But she has a last name, isn't it? Cher Bono? I don't know. I don't think so sure oh no all no, right go back so oh, no. why were you asking about flights uh so there is a article out from indiana on tap that says have flights jumped the shark uh the evolution of craft beer has seen its improvements drinkers getting used to different glasses or pour sizes based on beers and that their beers don't taste like old milwaukee but one of the downfalls to craft beer according to one opinion piece is flights so a guy by the name of Mark Lasbury of Indiana on Tap says that drinkers love flights for the wrong reasons while bartenders hate them for the right reasons. For one, they are good because of a variety of new and old craft beer drinkers getting to find out what they like. In essence, it's the best way to get to know beer. But do they get used wrong, causing breweries to lose money and ingrain bad drinking habits with consumers? Um, How are they? Okay. How are they losing money, and how is it creating a bad habit? Um, maybe people are buying less beer because they're buying flights as opposed to buying pints. I don't know. Hmm. You'd you'd have to ask Mister Lasbury. Do they list the bad habit or no? Uh, we we do they drink their the four, Do they drink their like four four ounce flights and then leave? Like I don't. I think a flight is like bait where. Like I, I think you do the same thing, Ken. Is I get a flight when, when I'm in and a then new you place. Pick your favorite. I pick my fa- like I I probably narrow it down. Like I was at River Rouge Brewing Company a few weeks ago, and I picked like, you know, yeah, there were more beers that I, I w- there was less beers that I wanted to try than I had to get for a flight. 
But then I tried a couple of things I never would have thought I would try. But then I picked, oh, I really like this beer. So then I got a pint of it. So for me, like I always go a flight with a pint of the brown and then usually a pint of whatever I like from the flight. Like usually that's my beer, uh, beer economics when I go to a brewery is from the flight of beer. I pick one for a pint after, but I usually have a pint of brown with my flight. Yeah, because it's like a palate cleanser for you, though, because that's a familiar place for you to go back is to your your palate of brown. I usually can't drink that much. I'm usually like, you know, one or two beers. So if I do get a flight, I'm probably only getting a flight. I might get like another sample or if I'm not driving, I would maybe get a pint or. I I think it all depends also on the brewery. Like if there's so many choices, I, I think I'm almost inclined to try to get a flight just to try to figure out what the hell I want because I don't want to invest in a pint of beer that I don't like. And that's that's the worst feeling is you ever get gotten a beer um, like when whenever I find like an American brown and it's just way too hoppy and I just I just can't drink it like I'll, I'll drink it because I don't like wasting beer. I'm not going to drink it. I'm not going to go by the bar and just pour it and take a video. of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, that's the thing is that usually uh, I'll try the flight and that way that that's how I determine again, like as Matt said, that's how I determine what beer I like, what beer I want. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like Mexican food for me. I can tell any Mexican food or, or Mexican restaurant by how good their nachos are, how, how the rest of the food's going to be. Well, Ooh, I like that. I'm going to start doing that. Nachos are my favorite drinking food. I, I actually you were about think to say nachos are your favorite drink. I'm like, what are you drinking? <laughs> In a blender, but a smoothie. Yeah, cars. my smoothie. Wait, what, was, what was the name of the place of that has the poutine with cheese whiz that I got to make sure to stay away from? I don't know, but I would not call that a real place no that's not. i do know I, I did go to a local establishment where i saw a, a former of yours with brown playing quizzo on a tuesday and they have nachos with cheese whiz which immediately says do not get any mexican food from here because they still believe in cheese whiz yeah do not get any food that i know where you were because it was a tuesday yes <laughs> i think that flights actually contribute to a brewery's money making because they can suggest getting a flight versus giving away a million free samples until this I, I person agree with that. understands what they want to drink. That's the thing is when somebody – if like for me, if I know exactly what I'm getting – because I've been at breweries where it's like you're, you're giving like five free samples before the person's actually purchasing a uh, a beer and I'm like um. – And that's where they're losing money and that's like – that's really hard to explain to people at a, a certain place where I worked, you know, because – Worked, Everybody wants work, worked past I, tense. Well, no, I guess I, I'm still an employee. Um, <laughs> trying not to call the people out, but okay, go I'm, on. Yeah, customers. I'm not trying to. I love all of our customers. I think they're great, but um, it is hard explaining to somebody like, it's, you know, I'm sorry, we can't give you five free ounces of beer, which would be a, you know the equivalent of an ounce or free beer, a sample because it's. You know, I mean, it's a business. That's like the, at the end of the day, these people have to make money too. You know, we're purchasing beer, and they, you know, they have to make money too. So, I I, I agree. But we are going to uh, take a quick break. We are uh, up against a break. Actually, we're way past the break. Uh, nice little segment too. Once I'm trying to figure out where the music is because we have this whole new thing now. So uh, we'll be right back with the Better on Draft podcast. And we are back, Better on Draft podcast, episode 104. As you guys can tell on the video, we have a brand new guest here in studio. Repeat offender. PTP, primetime player. 
Shout out to John Pipenbrock. We have John Pipenbrock. Hey, howdy. How you doing? Oh, Jesus Christ. You got to take away all the nice things when John gets here. I got to take away all the nice things when the you bell. get here. Yeah. Yeah, really, it's you. It just happens for everyone else that yeah. all the nice things are gone. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Had a long week. Hell of a long week. Spent most of last week out in Denver for GABF. That was super duper. Angela was out there. I sure was. Greatest time ever. Why didn't you come say hi? Yeah. I was a... trying stuff I've never had before. Isn't okay. that the point of going? Well, yeah. yeah I was going to say, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I see and you here. Well, I don't want to see you in Denver. Well, fine then. I didn't go. But... I'm out of here. I'll see you. <laughs> So uh, welcome to the show. Uh, as always, you've uh, joined us segment three, though, with five questions. So uh, we're going to go right to Matt Bush Well, to today, start this segment. Today is a very famous day. It is the greatest day of, of all the year. It is Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Does so this happen every year? It typically happens like two and a half times a year. Huh. Correct. What? It happens two every 13th day that lands on a Friday. Well, it's, it's either two or three times per year, so it's. Two. Well, right. I see your your you know your ability yeah. to your your uh, <laughs> to average there, but two and a half times per year. I like. That. What if what if Friday the thirteenth was on New Year's Eve? Would that be? <laughs> it, it can't happen. I know. I had to play it out there. All right, so that's that's not possible. Question number one is geography. Geography. This Western U.S. state shares its capital. With the site of the early American witch trials. So the early American witch, so it's Salem? But Salem's not, Salem's a capital. Salem, okay. Oregon? No. Yeah, Salem. So Oregon. Is Salem in Oregon or is it in, I thought it was on the East Coast. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> A Western U.S. state. Western U.S. state. This Western U.S. state shares its capital with the site of the early American witch trials. So Salem, yes, the Salem witch trials, but Salem is also a city on the West Coast that is the capital of the state. Well, it's, it's got to be Oregon then. Then it, yeah. I, I don't know why you guys are trying to disagree with me. <laughs> the answer he was he was reading it very poorly. It's Oregon. It's Oregon. Yes. So I mean, you got to remember, he's coming from a third grade reading level. So, all right. So, <laughs> <laughs> just no sold that one. Um, I saw an article: the twenty best names of beers at the Great American Beer Fest. Ooh, I should have read this. No, I'm glad you didn't. Okay. Because question two is a variety. So, a Belgian style double from Five One Five Brewing Company. Was it called? I'm going to spell this one up. Was it called Bye 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 B E I? B-E-I-B-E-I, or was it called hashtag quad goals? Dang. I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with A. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, I'm going to go with the first one. This was a Belgian double? Belgian it was double. a Belgian double from 515 Brewing Company. Yeah, I'm going to go with A also. The answer is hashtag quad goals. Yeah. Oh, so they must have been shooting for a quad and couldn't hit gravity. Maybe. All right. So an American-style IPA. Called, uh, an American-style IPA. From the Wrecking Bar Pub, was it called Juice Wayne or Juice Willis? Juice Ooh. Willis. Angela's going with Juice Willis, so I'll go with Juice Willis. She sounded very confident there. I'm going Juice Wayne. Did you have the Juice Willis? No. Or did you have the Juice Wayne? Oh. 
You you probably had the Juice Willis, the dry hopped with a vengeance. Juice Willis mm. is the correct answer. Juice Willis, there you go. All right. For historical beer, Atlas Brewing Company produced Should I Stay or Should I Goza? Or That's How Life Goza. Should I Stay or Should I Goza? Angela seems very confident with these, so uh, I'm going to go with that. I'm going with that one as Did well. Did you have the Should I Stay or Should I Goza? Probably not. You, you might, might have, because that that is the correct answer. All right, so <laughs> under English style extra special bitter by Beguile Brewing Company, was Beguile, it? Ye- had, huh? I, I, I've I've been to Beguile. Was it the yellow lead bitter or can't find a bitter man? Oh, I don't recognize oh, that. Man, any of those I songs, hate, but I'm going I, for can't find a bitter man. Yeah, I hate that song, so I'm going to go with the the first. John, you're a rocker. Oh man, yeah, but we're talking about Pearl Jam. <laughs> What's wrong with Eddie Vedder? Can't find a better man. I was going to say, uh, let's just have yeah. an even flow of uh, <laughs> podcast oh, here. God. Your daughter would be upset. Why do I talk to you guys? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with A. All right. You are, uh, John is wrong. Can't find a better man. Thank is you. Dang okay. it. I was the one that got that one right. A, style, a, south, style, a south German style Hefeweizen by La Cumbre Brewing Company. Was it called 24 Heaven or A Slice of Heaven? Say that one again. A, a stout? A South German-style Hefeweizen. A South German-style Hefeweizen. By La Cumbre Brewing Company. La Cumbre. 24 Heaven? A Slice of Heaven. A Slice of Heaven. Uh, I'm going to go 24 Heaven. I'm going to go Slice, but they should have called it Heaven 17. <laughs> Angela's correct. Did you get that? It sounded like not. you did. Oh, you got you. Got you. you guys all right. are all too young. Last one. Session beer by MIA Brewing or Maya Brewing. My little brony or ride my brony. My, <laughs> my little. My little brony. Yeah, definitely. It is my indeed my little brony. So did you come up with the alternative? I did. All right. That's actually really really impressive. You should get money for this. In like 20 minutes, by the way. So I don't know if you need to gloat. I don't know if you (laughs) spell by in Flemish or Belgian. Flemish probably is correct as B-E-I. But I think that's the only one I fooled you guys on. I mean, well, you you got it because of the the quad goals because that that threw us off in regards to the um, the double because we all heard Belgian double. Mm -hmm. So obviously... John probably got it correct in regards to the fact that they were probably shooting for a quad and missed gravity. So the worrisome holler of truth. That oh, I yes, the beer. Wilson. Woo. Um, is that what's in my cup? Here? That is what is in your cup. It is a Michigan beer. Oh, I hate you so much. Um, and this is the it's most some recent. some type of IPA. This is the most recent uh, addition on its beer advocate page. Poured into a nonic pint glass. The appearance was a sturdy, burnt, dark orange, almost mahogany color, with a finger's worth of white, foamy head that glistened and slid off at the mild pace. Wait, someone wrote that? (laughs) The aroma... Sounds like beer fanfic. What self-aggrandizing crap? (laughs) The aroma started florally sweet, taking in the smooth caramel toffee malt tones, running through the overall nose and gathering in a touch of some spicy hops. The flavor was moderately sweet with a nice floral, this style, like spiciness gliding into each other and to weave a really nice aftertaste. The mouthfeel was almost medium body with a fair sensationably, sensation ability about it. Carbonation felt fine. 
AVV felt just as good. Some smoothness, but also enough harsh embrace. If anything, nice balance. Overall, this is all-around fairly easy drinking beer that is worthy of coming back to. Okay, I, I, I got to slide over and scroll back so I can... What was the one line? Um, so, as, as no, there was something so like ridiculous. The mouthfeel was pedestrian. Oh, uh, it was oh, yeah. The, the carbonation felt fine. ABV felt just as good. He's, he's been so over the top in all of his other descriptors, and he loses himself on <laughs> as good, felt just as good. What the hell is all of that? That's so <laughs> salad. So this is a three questioner. Yes, this is a Michigan beer. Thank you. I obviously got it at a growler at Wilson's across the street. So please don't go to Wilson's Facebook and say, what beer do you have on tap? Because that would obviously That's fine. tell you what it is. But that, and that was from September 12, 2017. So fairly recent. John, do you have, any, do you have less uh, oral diarrhea on, on this beverage? Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, it's not as bitter. Yeah, as so the, I got the smell. Yeah, there, pretty I mean, sweet and malty for an IPA. Yeah, it's it's definitely more in the West Coast style. You know, it's it, it's got it's got a nice floral aroma to it. You know, a little bit of citrus aroma, but it's definitely got a huge caramely malt character to it. Definitely more in the West Coast style. Um, I don't uh, since we're drinking out of red solo cups, I can't see the color. Oh, I, no, told, I told you it's a dark burnt orange. Oh, oh, a dark burnt orange <laughs> with a fingers worth <laughs> is, of is, white foamy head. Uh, is, is that anywhere near um, uh, mahogany or maybe burnt sienna? Even uh, almost, almost mahogany. Aha! Is, is, is how this fine. But gentleman. is it a rich mahogany? It is not, and it does not have leather on book. Smell okay. like no. rich mahogany. And Merlin Olson does not come over and drink this beer. Um, tastes like a solid it's, beer. This to is me. a burnt orange. IPA. This is definitely an IPA. This is some form of IPA. Like we we that let's let's be serious here for a second. Like you could smell yeah. the fucking hops. Yeah. Um I'm going double IPA. It tastes like it has some weight to it. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, no, no. I would I I would taste a little more bitter if it was double. Like I'm just thinking because of that big malt character. It reminds me of some of the earlier West Coast IPAs. Stuff yeah, like but Racer what, what, what stuff West like Coast IPA is dark red? And brewed in Michigan. Uh, yeah, good and point. And brewed in Michigan. I feel like uh, West Coast. I'm assuming I red. He like said crimson. I don't well, think, yeah. I, when I think West Coast, I think bitter hops, and this isn't very bitter to me. No, but I think the malt right. is definitely overbearing in regards to it. Like it, It's so easy to drink. Like This is definitely, I don't know if it's a session IPA. That could be. A, it's a. Could we question. get like a region of Michigan? Uh, oh, we, we can ask a question. The ABV is six point six zero with seventy IBUs. Okay, so, so we're all kind of right, and so all kind of wrong. We 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 have we have our Mason Dixon line of and Michigan, the, which is sixty nine, and the average is uh-huh. and the BA score is four point one eight out of five. So we can ask: Is that's it east not, or west? That's very surprising. So, so question one: East or west? Sixty nine. This is west of I sixty nine. Okay, so that literally leaves us. For the most part, Traverse City, Kalamazoo, Grand Rapids. Yeah, just most of the Michigan breweries. <laughs> most of the Michigan <laughs> breweries. <laughs> you you, you got to understand is that we get a lot of East Coast breweries on draft here. Dragon Bean Coonan, uh, Atwater, um, you know, like the, all those breweries we can get at local brew shops. They're usually on tap. So, you know, just because like we have a wealth of knowledge of East Coast Michigan beers to where this still helps us. Like I... <laughs> Would it help if I told you 
Okay. This is brewed with four varieties of Belgian caramel malts and 100% Amarillo hops. Like, I'm pretty sure, based on the color, I know that beer. And I'm going to ask you a question, because this is question two. Would you drink this beer? Um, I wouldn't buy this beer, but if someone gave this to me for free, I would. All right. Would you say that so, this? So, so the reason I ask is, is that he doesn't like rye IPAs, uh-huh. and I think this is Founders Red Rye. You th- nah, you think so? I don't think so. It's been a while so. since I've had With it, the color, so. the IPA. Mm-hmm. I don't get that spice. Of course, okay. I was drinking okay. tea before this. So Twisted tea by... Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Sam Adams owns that, doesn't it? Shout don't out to Bo- Jim Cook. It is a Boston beer. Shout out to Missy Woodwards. Missy Woodwards. Andrew Mayrov. Kevin Pearson. Kevin Pearson. Dana Capron. <laughs> All the people we know from the company. <laughs> well, those are the third reps that I used to work with. Mm. All right. All right. So we, we've got... I'm going to say it's Roundhouse. Round, roundhouse from who? Bells. Bells? Well, when, what is Bells Roundhouse? Like, I've never even it's heard like of a, that. It's like a double red. It's not too high in ABV, but it's got a nice hop character to it. It's got caramely quality to it. And oh, they no. just released it not too Bells. long ago. Bells. Okay. 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 Just stay off a of beer advocate. That's the only I'm, I'm not on beer. I'm looking at Bells Roundhouse IPA. So it's an IPA. It's, well, it's Roundhouse Ale. It's, so, it's, it's Roundhouse like a, IRA. Is that, what, is that what they call it? A, a IRA. Red Ale? Yeah. Locally sourced honey creates a smooth, dry finish that pulls everything together. Do you taste honey in this? Well, you wouldn't necessarily taste honey, but you know that well, you might. I don't know. It says fruity aromas of pineapple, peach, and citrus. You are on Beer Advocate. Am I on Beer? Oh, I thought I was on Beer. Oh, I am on Beer Advocate. Sorry. It was the first thing I, I saw. I mean, I do I'm get fruity it. character out of there, but not necessarily like how you're describing it. Of course, are you reading a user review or the commercially available? Oh, we use the user review because they're just... Well, I know you did the user review. so much better. I was... was, Yeah, that was glorious. (laughs) Here you go. It says, locally sourced Michigan honey creates smooth and dry finish. This is is on Bell's website. Fruity aromas, a pineapple, peach, and citrus. These aromas continue into a crisply bitter hop presence. I might... I've never had Roundhouse, so obviously I'd be... I might shoot myself in the leg, but I kind of feel like this beer is like amateur hour. I don't think that it's any of the big players. Ooh. What would you say big... I mean, we we have two more questions. No, one more question. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. If I would drink this and if it was West... So it's got to be a... Because knowing Matt, it has to be some type of rye... IPA, but there's no major rye IPAs other than uh, Red's Rye. This Smirnoff Ice is actually really good, by the way. <laughs> You're supposed to get down on one knee and drink the whole thing in one shot. Amateur. Are we going to get you to do that after we're done with this? No, I bought the shit. Oh, okay. Does this mean you technically iced all of us? Yep. Well, you still Angela. Have, you still she have, used the excuse that... You, you know. still have the GABF wristlet on your, on your arm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think it's cool. Well, it's not one of those they did like, it like a music taped fest ones. style. Yeah. Like, oh, you see all the electric forest kids wearing those. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing because I don't go to hippie festivals. But uh, it's an electric festival. Oh, I'm just kidding. Electric I'm, hippies. I mean, I've electric. Never it's met, a techno but... festival in the middle of a forest. All right, let's figure this out, guys. All right, so we got a third. I'm question. gonna go with. Is it? Oh, well, hold, hold on. We we can. What, we what do you want to ask? I well, I don't want to ask a question. I want to talk amongst us. Okay, go for it. Do we think that it's lower half of the state or upper half of the state? Lower. You think so? I'm just going off of numbers. Kalamazoo and GR versus Traverse City. 
I almost feel like it could be like a shorts quality. Oh, fighting words. Ooh. But I mean, they have a thousand, a thousand beers, so we'll shorts. never figure out the name. Um. Okay, so we, we've got one more question. Do we want to try to differentiate if it's upper half and lower half, or do we want to try to do maybe, I mean, uh, Matt won't be able to look up, like, production numbers real quick. Yeah, I could try something. Ah oh, man, this is this is like what? What do you think, John? I mean, you still have a lot of beer left. I'm almost out. Do we have any more? Because I'm actually no. I poured it all out. I poured it to you guys. Want some of mine? Yeah, I'll, I'll take some more. I actually like it. Yeah, it's a solid beer. I'm I'm perplexed though. You're perplexed. So you got the citrus notes. You got it's the 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 color is what's dragging me. Like I hate you guys because I really think I know what it is, but then both of you have said. You should well, no, just we say still, it. We have, we have You've a third. been right. You've been the most right out of anyone, so you might as well just use our last one and just go for it because we're running out of time anyway. All right, hold on. So. Hold on. Oh, we, we got as much time as I, I own this fucking network. No, I own this show. <laughs> it's my house. It's my house. All right. Is this beer a founder's beer? It is. God, I knew it. This is Red Dry. You were wrong, right, actually. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're right. Just, I'm like, what other beers are there? All right. You are correct. You My had favorite. me for a second. There has to be. I'm going to have to look through All the right, video. Founders Red IPA. Yeah. All right. So question number four with uh, Friday the 13th. Uh, what is your craziest superstition? Craziest superstition. Oh you should give gosh. us these questions in the morning so we can come up with good no, stuff. No, it's better to get you drunk and so you're socially lubricated. I'm not drunk. <laughs> I was going to say she's sober as a bird. Well, it wouldn't have helped you out earlier. <laughs> For me, when get I play. Come on. There's no carbs. I can't. <laughs> it's all sugar. So? No carbs. I mean, sugar's good for you. Buddy the Elf said so. Caffeine's all sugar. Those caffeine pills are all sugar. Um, I can't come up with one specifically, but I do believe in karma a lot. So, like, I wouldn't lie. If I was running late, like, I would never say I have a flat tire because I feel like I would end up with a flat tire the next day. Does that count? Yeah, so, I suppose. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely superstition. That's, yeah. yeah. You believe in your lie will create the actual truth. Ripple. Yes. Um, well, like, for me, so, like, the, the superstition, so, so I have, and this is true for anyone who's a bowler. Or anyone who's a baseball player is, is that everyone has that superstition of when they walk up to the lanes or they walk up to the plate. Like they have that same thing that they do every single time when they walk up to the plate or walk up to the, the bowling. Lane. Yeah, yeah. Like like you're so like a lot of people do the little the little hand thing. Like for me when I when I used to play baseball, I used to do like the the bats twirl with my hand where I like sh- like spin it with my wrist. For bowling, I have this giant thing, just like everyone else. Um, but I, I guess superstition, I mean, I really, like, along with Angela, I believe in karma, so I believe that style of thing, too. But I really don't have a a superstition in regards to, like, I do this for this reason. Uh, when I play softball, I never touch the lines. So whenever, just like in Field of Dreams, I always walk over the line. I never go through the line. Okay. John, anything? I'm I'm kind of stuck on this, and also my brain just keeps going Stevie Wonder. So you you can kind of see, but you really can't. No superstition. <laughs> superstition. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm I'm seriously racking my brain, and I mean, you know, I I, I 
think I see or hear or experience things that creep me out because of things you've heard through your childhood and 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 seen on TV and read and what have you. But I don't necessarily have like a like a deeply held superstition. Um, kind of don't. I'm in I'm, any of that I'm a big crap. proponent of knocking on wood. Okay, like the whole belief, like. What you say, kind of, kind of exactly what you said in regards to your. I'm late because I have a flat tire, and then you're going to get a flat oh, tire. Man. Like, I mean, have you ever heard anyone lie about grandparents passing away? I mean, that that cannot bring. I was going to say I've had six grandmas life. pass away. That's a joke because I keep saying that my grand. Yeah, never mind. That's going to bring something bad. Into so that, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, I'm I the only one that laughed at that. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> Lastly, I'm as terrible. soon as I get home tonight, I'm going to be watching all of the Jason movies back to back to back to back. It's a lot of movies. It's Even actually, Jason X, um, the much maligned one. Jason X is the most underrated of them. I agree. Because I believe Jason X has the best kill where he wraps a girl into a sleeping bag and then beats her against the tree. No, no, no. Uh, oh, shit. Am I thinking of the wrong one? What's the one where he goes to space? Jason X. Is, is that the same yeah. one? Okay, he yeah. goes to space? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. It turns out that he's been cryogenically frozen yeah. on this, this is space like, station. Um, those, after, uh, nine, after they kill him again like three times in nine, then they freeze him and then throw him into space and then right. he gets on the spaceship. I forgot that that scene was in Jason X as well. That was the end because it was a hologram. Like, come play with us. And then he like shoves her in a plastic bag. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. I I like the kill scene at the beginning when he shoves the chick's head in the uh, cryogenic liquid and freezes her head and then smashes the entire thing. Can you have a favorite uh, serial killer, a horror serial killer? Horror serial killer. I also like Leprechaun. Leprechaun in Space I'm the Leprechaun. What's that movie? Oh, uh, Wayne's oh, World. Oh, yeah. Leprechaun. That's what I was just trying to think of. Because there's like out, a man. like a thug Leprechaun that was just... Yeah, Leprechaun in the Ghetto. Lepre- leprechaun oh, in the, in the Hood. hood. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's Leprechaun and back to the Hood. I was thinking in my mind, I'm like, what is that movie with the elves? Another, That's like a horror another movie. Another fun, fun... Two fun stories about that. Leprechaun, the original, was the introduction of Jennifer Aniston to the world. Yes. Whoa. Number two... The same guy who plays Leprechaun was also the Ewok, the fluffy little Ewok. Warwick Davis. <laughs> yeah. Who was also in Willow. Exactly. Um, like for me, who was probably. a huge actor in England. Yeah. Probably I mean, Chucky. Chucky? Chucky would probably be my like serial killer character movie franchise. I got into like the Jennifer Tilly Ch- Chucky, the Chucky, Bride, Bride of Chucky. Chucky. What was the other one? Cult of Chucky. No, not Cult of the one prior to. It, was a child, it wasn't Child's Play 3, but it was. Chucky's be- the return of Chucky, Revenge of Chucky, maybe. I don't remember. I got I don't know. He was then the coach. I'm, I'm not. I'm more into like psychological thrillers and like. I know I've talked about the Mothman horror. prophecies on this. This that's a great movie. Like like I'd rather watch um, Insidious than watch uh, Saw. Like, what that's, about, like that's, the, have you seen the Fourth Kind? The Fourth Kind. It's about aliens in Alaska. I don't <laughs> think so. Go see the. Download that next on your on your YouTube channels. Okay, fourth kind. The fourth kind. The fourth kind. What are the third and second kinds? Well, it's there's four kinds of contact with aliens, seeing them, and then the third kind is interacting with them or noticing them. I don't know. It, it was uh, – who's the asshole? Steven Spielberg did the third kind. Tales of the third kind? Uh, Close Encounters of the third kind. Yeah, that's where they actually make direct contact yeah. with the aliens. And then the fourth kind is like you're literally interacting with them. Like it's face like, to face and yeah. like it, they – you know, probe you and shit. It's, it's one of those things where um, it's got live footage versus reenacted footage and like supposed aliens in the house with people. 
it's it, it's pretty gnarly. You, you're not going to sleep for a few hours after you watch that film. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the stuff right now, and the uh, the Rotten Tomatoes are pretty interesting for yeah, uh, fourth a, kind, 19%. It's a good movie. The audience score was 40 still. I'll, I'll check it out. I got it's nothing to do. I got nothing to do. Two and a half Tw- hours. Twenty-five million dollar box office. I'm curious what it made at that point. Oh god, I'm guessing six. Man, you lost me at two and a half. I I don't do things like, over one and a half. I meant like six it's got top, the chick from uh, Resident Evil in it. Well, they do side by side versus they reenact the side by side. So they like have the actual recording of the psychologist, and then they have someone act as the psychologist, and it's crazy. Like they have the actual like the dash cam footage of a dude in his house when he like goes kaboom, and then they reenact at the same time, and it's it, it freaks you out. I'm curious what like rotten like I know Rotten Tomatoes always has terrible uh, ratings for comedy movies. Like all the comedy movies that I love always have terrible, but it looks like like all these horror movies are really rated like low. So I'm tr- I'm trying to pull one that you know what I really hated was when they relaunched um, Jason. Like when they redid the whole franchise with it wasn't Rob Zombie he did Mike he did Mike he did the Michael Myers oh Rob Zombie <clears throat> you know House of a Thousand Corpses yeah that it's kind of gross traumatized me for years but they made they made Michael My- or uh, Jason Voorhees into a weed proprietor and he was like guarding his marijuana crops at Crystal Lake mm. that was kind of stupid that was really stupid that was and then Miles the Teller most, was in that film it was one of the most poorly done reboots of a franchise yeah it was absolutely horrendous. Are you a Miles Teller fan or something? You know, I, he's kind of grown on me. Like, he's such a like small, fungus. he's such a small town actor. I feel he's like. not. But he's I, literally in everything these days. He really, was, I should go see some movies. He was I, I actually really Bacon. like him. No, he's not. He's like the modern. He's like the current, like Matt Damon or the current Matt Damon, where he just like finds his way. Like, wow, he's, he's really uh, come. He's really come along. He's in this new movie where uh, where he's the hotshot firefighters in Granite City that where they all died because only all, the brave. Home of the Brave. He's Only a, the Brave. Yeah, and then he's already in another war movie, and then he was just in uh, that boxing movie, and then he was in War Dogs. Like, he was in Whiplash. That's the one that I That's what I was thinking. He was also oh, in uh, Freddy vs. Jason, which is a great, great film. That was pretty good. That I was, wanted to hate that, but it was good. I always wanted I – want, oh, man. I waited my entire life to see that film, and when it yeah, came out, I, I, so, I can remember reading Fangoria magazine in like back in like 1987, and they were like, could there be a Freddy and Jason matchup? But, oh, man, could there be? I remember, yeah. But I, you know what? I'm always, I'm always kind of biased towards Michael Myers because it seems like there's more of a plot line in those movies. Yeah. It seems like it's a movie with a serial killer as opposed to – I'm just going to go slash people. Well, and Friday the 13th started off that way, too, with a very good plot line. It was very interesting. The, the original, at least the two, part one and part two, you know, and you get to the end of or three quarters of the way through the original Friday the 13th from 1980, and it turns out that it's the mom that's the killer. And if, you, if, if you're seeing that as someone who was born in the mid to late 80s, early 90s, knowing who Jason is and then watching that for the first time – it surprises the hell out of you because you're assuming to see some dude with a hockey mask jump out and turns out it's this crazy old lady. Yeah. I remember seeing well, like you, six where they dropped the hockey mask in it and then Jason takes Manhattan was great. You know, well, they, six, they seven, made eight, nine were great. so so 
one of the things, and like I, I never got into like the the Freddy Krueger, the Halloween movies, anything like that, Nightmare on Elm Street. But there was the the crossover with Ash with um, Evil Dead that they did at least in a comic that I know of. So Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Where, did Ash win? I, I have no idea. Oh, I didn't man. read them. I just know it was he would a comic. have to. I mean, he's an actual hero as opposed to a well, villain or anti. So uh, funny little fan fiction trivia um, in. Jason lives uh, number nine. Um, there's a scene where they, I guess the beginning of the movie, spoiler alert, 20 years later, 25 years <laughs> later. Um, so this one lady traps Jason and literally an army just unloads AK bullets on him. And they take him to a, like a hospital to dissect him. And a doctor eats his heart what? to reborn a Voorhees. And there are two guards standing outside of the door. Uh, like, they have a double swing door entering into the OR. And the first one that gets killed by the doctor who has eaten Jason's heart and assumed his power is the guy that plays Jason in six of the nine movies, Kane Hodder. There's Damn. nine of those movies? There's actually, like, 14 at this point. I There's can count on one hand how many horror movies I've seen. Horror movies? Yeah. I love them. I'll see every one of them. You don't like horror movies at all, no. or you just don't watch them? I don't like them. I don't like watching people get cut up. That's weird. It's all fake. It's not it does. It just. It doesn't. It doesn't well, that, sit right that, with I, me. I, I agree with you in the fact that I don't like what I always refer to as gore porn, like your hostile. Gore porn. Your yeah, yeah. So it's like a porn yeah. with like you know people dying. Yeah. So like I'm I'm more into your paranormal activity, uh, insidious th- those types of movies. Suspense. Annabelle. Um, that are most, more. Those are all like mostly like Japanese style, though, aren't they? Like um, the reboots from Japan. Some of them like are reboots, but it's we're it's learning more, so much about each other tonight. <laughs> it's it's more the the psychological thriller in regards to paranormal thriller. So is that like, like Hannibal? Not not Han- well. I mean, Hannibal, you really never see anything like you. As good as Murder by Numbers. Um. What's like like Zodiac? Zodiac's more of a thriller because you're following oh, the, Ted Cruise movie. the Ted Cruz movie. Um, <laughs> it was so funny. So uh, I remember American Horror Story had Hotel, the season Hotel, and they had like the the 31st when like people who are dead can like roam the streets and move wherever. And the guy who played um, the Zodiac killer, technically, like I guess the guy who everyone thinks is a Zodiac killer, Ted Cruz. not Ted Cruz. <laughs> it's the guy who plays Drew Carey's brother in the Drew Carey show. Oh, I can't Steve think something. of his name. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, he plays John Wayne Gacy in, or no, he plays. Sorry, he plays. Doesn't play John Wayne Gacy. He plays Ted Cruz, <laughs> uh, Twisty the Clown, and John Wayne Gacy in the show. But the Zodiac killer has like this blank face because obviously nobody knows who he is because he's running um, for president. That's true. There, there is. Did you know there's a, a, a spiritual sequel to the Zodiac Killer, where um, somebody finds out who the actual Zodiac Killer is? Ted Cruz. It's not Ted Cruz. <laughs> so, well, no matter how many times you say Ted Cruz, it's not going to happen. So, you guys have all seen the the, the copious amounts of memes of you've heard of. It says you've heard of, and then it's a picture of the elf on the shelf, and then there's. But have you heard of? Yeah. This why this? is that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> but the funniest one I ever saw. I don't know what the book was. It, it it was a book from our childhood, like early '90s. So you know, your your teens, twenties. Uh, <laughs> I'm not that old. Fuckers. So it's I want, it's like one of those books, like learning animals, or uh, so it's got a caterpillar with the red head and then the green dots and then the red backside. Does it ask what the fox says? 
No. But it says, you'll never see a funnier elf on a shelf till you see this one. And then it's Ted Cruz's head on a caterpillar. It's, it's the Zodiac Killer on a caterpillar. It's literally... You, what you, it's all right, we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. Thank you very much for joining us. Better on Draft Podcast. Thank you to our sponsors, Brown Iron Brew House, Zatuna Liquor, and North Center Brewing over in Northville, Michigan. John, thank you very much for showing up a little late. We appreciate it. We appreciate the uh, the smeared offs. Don't forget, if you are a student of Schoolcraft College, we're giving away $2,000 for our scholarship to three lucky people, 2,000 total, not 2,000 each. Don't be too greedy. We only have so much money. But that's going to do it for us. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you checking us out. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Better on Draft. Twitter, Better on Draft. YouTube, Better on Draft. Instagram, Better on Draft. Untapped Bod Podcast and Twitch Bod Podcast. No matter what you think of your beer, we think it's Better on Draft. Have a good night.